I'm so glad you've taken time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up in a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, thinking you could avoid a DUI or DWI by having the car drive for you. Wait till you hear this kooky story. And coming up yet later, speaking about cars, an increasing number of people are taking out ultra-long loans who don't have the best credit scores. There's a double train wreck coming because of that. I want to tell you what you need to be wary of and how to protect yourself as a borrower or, believe it or not, as an investor. I want to talk right now about Christmas coming up. A lot of people are not so into having their kids get more toys. And they want a practical gift even for a kid. And one thing that has come up three Christmas seasons in a row is the idea of how you could help, instead of giving a kid a gift, give money towards their college. And this year, that's a lot easier for you to do in many cases. And Although I find that the steps involved sometimes will confuse people, but there's a program called YouGift, the letter U, G-I-F-T dot com. Doesn't cost any money, any fees for someone giving money towards your child, none for you uh, having that money received by your child. And I guess behind the scenes, it's underwritten by the various 529 programs that would like to increase the number of dollars invested with them. So with you gift, you as a parent have to be a little nervy and tell those relatives or friends who are planning to give a gift to your child that instead you'd rather have money go to your kid's college fund. Or if somebody asks, what would your kid really like? Then it's not nervy to say, well, what would be best would be money going towards our child's 529 account, college savings plan account. So with YouGift, it's set up where there's a platform where you have a unique code, a YouGift code, that is for each student, would-be student, and you can share that with others, and then they give the money to your child at YouGift529.com. And we have instructions on how to do this at Clark.com, and so it is an alternative if you're looking for something other than some toy, you don't understand what it is, where to buy it, or whatever, and you're able to give money that will go to a purpose that won't mean much to a child today, but let me tell you, it'll mean a lot to them when they're going to college, because every dollar that money you gave has grown into is a dollar that student doesn't have to borrow. Jeff joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Clark. Thanks for having me on. Sure, Jeff. You are going to go to Alaska. Yeah, well, I'm planning on it early next summer, but the thing is, Alaska is a very costly trip, and I have a question about a credit card that I'm looking at. All right. Well, let's first step back a bit. 
on the costly thing. Can you get to Alaska and do your trip before the 15th of June next year? That's actually right before I'm looking at going. I'm looking to go right after Labor Day into the first week of June. You mean Memorial Day? Memorial Day, I'm sorry. Yeah, so that makes you a brilliant man. Okay. Because the tourist season in Alaska and the high prices don't really get going till mid-June. And then the prices go through the roof in July. So if you'll go in early June, you're not going to find the trip to be as cost prohibitive as you think it might be. Yeah, I've re- I realized that. That's why I've decided, because some of the things I want to do is I want to ride the Alaska Railroad, and they don't have this out right now, but they have some pretty nice specials where you can get two nights in Denali National Park and round-trip rail fare from Anchorage up to Denali for, like, under $600. And so I'm, But they haven't set out anything yet, so I'm waiting for that to come out, but that's why I'm choosing this time. All right, so I have a confession for you. Okay. I've been to Alaska four times. And I have never ridden the train because I was too cheap. Yeah, well, I've heard that that, while the train is a bit pricey, however, you do get your money's worth. And this is the first big trip that I'm taking myself because I've had a lot go on in this past year of my life. And so I've been taking a big vacation since our family's 2015 Hawaii vacation. And this is my first independent thing. So I'm just like, I got to go out a little bit. Well, you will... Uh, it will be an experience of a lifetime. I, I I love Alaska, and I need to go back again because there's never enough visits, except I'll never go in the winter. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd agree with you there. So in terms of a credit card to use, what you said you've been thinking about a particular one. What have you been thinking of getting? Well, may I say the name on air with you? Of course you can. Well, it's been cited on your website. It's the Uber Visa card by Barclays. And I actually applied for it last year in November, right after it came out. But I was actually denied it, even though my credit score was 752. And they said insufficient credit history. Well, since that time, I've, it's been another year. I've built up another year of credit, been paying all my bills on time. I actually just got a mortgage for a condo I bought where I live in the city of Milwaukee. And I and and that hasn't hit my credit scorecard yet because the mortgage just started. And so I'm thinking, well, my credit score now is 768. I've got a little bit more credit history, but my credit scorecard still says I have a fair credit history. And without my mortgage uh, appearing on my credit score and knowing how it's going to affect it, I'm just a little uncertain about if I should apply again for this card because I don't want to apply again and have them say, well, your credit score is 768. However, you still have an insufficient credit history, so I we can't. Right. I want to tell you about a goofy new tool that's available. And it's one that uh, I had a complaint about, but I think it's actually a, a good thing. You, have you ever heard me talk about Credit Karma? Yes, I have. I do have a Credit Karma account. However, I haven't really used it because for some reason they can't pull my credit score. And apparently one of the credit bureaus might have some kind of lock on my credit score. However, I do have a Credit Sesame account. All right. Because, well, it's good you have both of those. The thing that Credit Karma just started last month is they now have the ability to tell you if you're going to be approved for a card 
for uh, any of a number of participating cards, don't know if Barclays is a participant, without doing an inquiry on your credit. Okay. So they have, a, they have worked out an arrangement with lots of issuers because a lot of people are reluctant, like you are, to have a hard inquiry on your credit. And it's a double whammy. They turn you down for the card and it looks bad on your credit and impacts your credit score. So they do have this vehicle where they will tell you up front. Now, if your credit's frozen, is your credit frozen? You said you thought it was locked with somebody. Well, I actually reached out to Credit Karma a couple of years ago about this, and I believe it was maybe with Experian. They said they had a lock on my account. I don't have any credit freezes because I actually, on one of my credit cards, they just got a credit limit increase of like $4,500. And so. Well, go, go back to Credit Karma. See if you're still not able to see your scores. If okay. you're still not able to see your scores, then I think at that point you need to have a conversation. And good luck with customer no service at Experian, but you need to have a score uh, conversation with them and see what's blocking access to your information with them. But I think that that would be a good route for you to go is to see up front, based on your 768, what's that doing in terms of who's going to approve you and who's not for a card. And that way you don't end up with that unwanted hard inquiry. All right. Well, I appreciate that. I know you talked about just maybe a handful of times, but that never never crossed my mind. I'll have to give that a try now. And I'm telling you, that Alaska trip is going to be the best. You know the advantage I was just thinking about with you riding the train instead of cheaping out like me driving? (laughs) I've had two (laughs) flat tires in Alaska. Not one. Mm. I've had two. Well, was it with a rental car? Because it's better with the rental car. Of course it was with a rental car. But no, with rental cars now, you have to pay to replace the tire if you ruin a tire. So it was not better. Plus, we got stranded. So, (laughs) but it's an experience. You remember that forever. Gloria's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Gloria. Hello, Clark. How are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm fine hear me okay? I hear you perfectly. Oh, great. Okay. What's going well, on? Nice. Okay, well, I received an email about a week or so ago, and it was about a an airline settlement. Uh, now, I thought it was a little strange. They said if you had flown between the years of 2011 and 2018, uh, you were entitled to be uh, eligible for a settlement, and I should call a telephone number or go on a website. Now, when I clicked on the address that sent me the email, I there was there was no date, no address, nothing that showed me that it was legal or legitimate. All right, let me tell you so, what's going on, okay? Okay. Uh, There was a lawsuit alleging that the nation's full fare airlines, which are American United and Delta, and uh, Southwest, which is not uh, one of the full fare airlines, that the four of them conspired to to raise prices. And two of the airlines have settled and agreed to pay. The others are still fighting the settlement 
but the amount of money that they are agreeing to pay as compensation is teensy, teensy tiny. And I, I to me, you know, I, I mean, think about it. I fly uh, 30 weeks a year. I'm on, no more yeah. than that, I'm on an airplane. So okay. if, if the airlines have been conspiring and price fixing and driving up the cost of my trips, it's a lot of money that I've thrown away. But the settlement's almost for pennies per person. So oh. I would not really worry with it. And maybe if the other airlines settle and the amount of money involved grows to any meaningful amount, then maybe I'll change my tune. But Okay. But I'm not I'm not going to fill out the paperwork myself. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. If uh the other airlines were to uh have to pay, then uh would it be too late to be a part of that settlement? You know, I I don't remember what the filing deadline is for filing uh, I under I believe it's said January. January of next year. Um it yes. is January 4th. Yeah, so that's yes, only that's for right. you to object. That's I not to participate. See. That's only to say, I don't want to be part of this. I want out of it. So the best thing is to be ambivalent and unconcerned and be like me and just ignore it for now. Okay, well, thank you very much. I, I knew you would know about it, and that's why I sent you uh, a message asking your advice on this because I'd never heard of such a thing. I thought for years, 2011 to um, 2018 was a very long span of time. It just didn't seem uh, possible, right. right? That there could be yeah. something like that. But this is all based on the pattern of when the full fare airlines went through all their mergers, ended up with what's known as fortress hubs. And then have been able to have power overpricing, particularly in their dominant cities, where fortress hubs are where they control most of the flights in a city and people come in and change planes there and go out, that fares have pushed up in those places. And that's the deal. And by the way, you mentioned, Gloria, that you uh, found your way to me by posting a question for me, and it's really easy to do. You just go to clark.com slash ask and post away. You're not going to believe what a guy did in California. So police officer is behind him on the freeway. He's on the 101, and he's driving down the road too fast, and the officer puts on the lights and siren, chips officer does, and the guy doesn't pull over. Just keeps going same speed, just going down the road. The officer can't figure out what's going on, pulls alongside the guy, and the guy is fast asleep, out cold. But the car's driving perfectly down the road. The answer is the car was a self-driving car. And so the officer, chip's officer, um, sends back a dispatch and says, what do I do? They said, well, get another officer. We're sending another one. We're going to have one of you get in front of the vehicle and see if it'll just slow down automatically as you slow down. And that's exactly what happened. And they brought the vehicle to a stop. And then they're banging on the window. The guy's still not waking up. And guess what? He was drunk. Gets a DUI for being in a self-driving car. 
Now, that is a crazy story. We are in this halfway house between having to operate a vehicle yourself and a vehicle assisting you with driving. But we're not at truly autonomous vehicles yet. And so just because the vehicle's doing a lot of the driving doesn't give you a pass. In fact, where did the guy go? Didn't stop, didn't collect $200, went straight to jail. So you may think that your Cadillac or Tesla that self-drives eliminates you having to worry about being drunk on the road. It doesn't. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you, your wallet being empowered with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. We got to talk. So the automakers are having more trouble finding people to buy their vehicles. And they want to get those vehicles moved. And a lot of lenders want to lend money. So it's leading to a train wreck, a double train wreck. And I want to tell you what's going on and be careful. And this follows my father-in-law's rule that something I learned from him very early on is one of his favorite phrases. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Today, even if your credit score is not so hot, there are now a number of auto lenders that dealers can arrange financing for for you that will lend money on very long terms that leave you upside down and alone the entire time you would be paying it off, always owing more than what the vehicle's worth. The loans carry higher interest rates, but generally not outrageous interest rates. The problem is these loans default in very high numbers. There's great risk to you just because they say, yes, you can do it, that if you take out a really long-term loan, you have no wiggle room in your life, you're boxed into a corner. You lose a job, your hours are cut back, somebody gets sick, family emergency, whatever, you don't have the money to pay that loan, the vehicle gets repossessed. Your credit's trashed, you get hit with uh, huge, in most states, deficiency judgment, where you end up owing what you would have paid on the vehicle anyway, but you don't have the vehicle anymore to drive. Be wary, be careful. That person at the dealership who is in the finance department, who's being your hero, they're really a goat. They're harming you by saying, yes, they're putting you directly into harm's way with your wallet. And often what it means is in order to get the payments down to a reasonable period of time, you have to buy a much less expensive car and try never to take out a loan longer than 42 months. But there's another side to this as well. There are a lot of people who, even with interest rates rising on these online bank accounts with people earning now uh, over 2% to as high as like 2 and a third percent headed higher from here, a lot of people are like, I got to earn more. And so you're susceptible to a pitch from usually from a stockbroker that they can put you into a what's known as a securitization deal, say that three times, 
where you'll own a portfolio of car loans. So the money that's flowing, that's making all this money available for people to go into car loans that have a very high failure rate, is coming from people chasing higher interest rates. And those things are going to blow up on you as an investor, just like they're blowing up on a borrower. There is not a free lunch when you're earning 2 point something percent on your savings and somebody else says you can earn 7% on this car loan bomb. I said the right word. I didn't say bond, which is what it's called. I called it bomb because it's a bomb that's going to blow up on your wallet. Be aware and wary when a broker starts saying, oh, I got a deal for you. I'm going to get you 6% on your money or 5.8% or 7.2% with what level of risk and what gotcha. Robert's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Robert. Hi, Clark. How's it going? Oh, it's doing great. I listened to your show and uh, have enjoyed it for many years. Thank you very much. You want to talk Vanguard today, the world's second largest investment house. What are they up to? Well, I've been a, an investor with Vanguard for about 20 years, and uh, they've always had a program. If you had over 50,000 invested, they would give you a free annual review of uh, your investments and make recommendations, specific recommendations. But now they've changed that policy, and they want uh, three-tenths of a percent to give you that kind of a advice. Yeah, once you cross the 50,000 threshold, instead of it being free now, they charge you 150 bucks or more. Right. Well, if you if you have uh, say a million dollars invested, that comes to like uh, you know you're you're paying a lot of money. Like, like well, first of all, like if you have a million dollars invested, that's a great problem to have. I, I, I understand a lot of people would would feel sorry, but uh, if you save for a lifetime and you don't have a pension plan, that may be what you end up with. Sure, and and so Vanguard has different levels of things so what we were talking about just then where they used to do the free um overview for you when you had fifty thousand or more and now they charge three tenths of one percent the three tenths of one percent it's not apples and oranges because the three tenths of one percent the 0.30 is actually to be part of uh of having your own advisory team at vanguard doing pretty significant advisory to you with your money and estate plan and and the whole kit and caboodle, not just the kind of things they were doing before where they would review your mix of investments once a year for free. That, that may be, but if you don't need all of that, that hand-holding and uh, mechanical advice, you just want a, a simple allocation and investment advice, that's no longer available unless you want to pay the three-tenths of a percent. And that can be a large fraction of what the That can be a huge amount of money if you've got a million dollars. You're talking about, what is that, $3,000? Right, that and more if you have even more than that. Yeah, so three. Uh, so I'm with you, and I understand what you're saying. And I, I thought that once you got into that kind of rarefied air that they had... Um, they had available to you a much cheaper thing available than the point three. If you're just uh, looking for them to 
see if your asset mix is right. Right. Well, that, that used to be the case. They would do that, just that, that mix of evaluation for free, but uh, no longer. They told me, no, if I wanted anything more than just general advice, I needed to, to pony up. So, uh, I, you know, I don't think that's right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, check with Vanguard myself because that would be important new information for me to have, not just for answering your question, but for others. And I'm going to circle back with you and we're going to talk about it because the alternative I would suggest if you just want to check up and you had to do it outside Vanguard would be for you to hire a Garrett Planning Network person to look at your overall mix, and they charge you an hourly rate to do so. Okay, well, that, that might be an option. I'll look into that. But I was not aware that once you, once you ha- had achieved the level of discipline and success and saving money, that your only alternative was the straitjacket of going into the personal advisor service and yeah, and that's what you were told, and I don't think that's correct. Uh, I I would uh, be happy to learn that uh, that that was mistaken, but that's what the advisor I spoke I spoke with on the phone told me. So. All right, so Robert, here's where we're going to end up. You're either teaching me something, or I'm going to find a better answer for you. Okay. So you hang on just a second, just so we know how we can uh, bring you back when that time comes around. Lynn is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Lynn. Hi, Clark. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Lynn. Hope everything's wonderful. Yes, it is. Thank you so much to you and your team for all of the advice that you've given to us on air and online. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Lynn. Okay, so I don't know if you have any background information, but I wanted to get your advice on... Um, what we about to do, I wanted to invest some money to finish out our um, unfinished basement. It's like it rough in only. But I'm just really worried because the cost to do that is going to be $80,000. But once we finish, we actually gain two more bathrooms and two bedrooms and then a huge um, a family room. And also, it could also be a full kitchen. Wow. For $80,000? Yes. That's, and that's, alone, not, that's fantastic. Two bedrooms, <laughs> two yes, bathrooms, right. a small yes. kitchen, and a family room Yes, it's for $80,000? Yes, yes. That's a and deal. So do you think we should do that? Because, you know, I just worry that we take on the payment because our HELOC is about, it's with a credit union, so it's about five and a quarter point, and I actually got it before the two, the last two increase of the Fed. And um, so I want to do it, but I'm just really nervous. I put it in money and then, you know, not be able to get it back. Although sure. real estate in our okay, so is really, really good. Let me tell you something that's just a fact, okay? Um, when you live in an area of the country where you have a basement and you do finish out a basement, it's not respected generally in terms of value when you go to sell. That, uh, you know, rooms that you do, improvements you do on the main floor of a house and a second floor of a house do reflect potential value, but so often basement uh, renovations or improvements 
are not treated as something that is really valuable. But how long are you going to stay in the house? So we would stay at least six years. So it's probably going to be six to ten. But our basement is actually geared to handicap accessible for older parents who want to stay with their children. I think that's fantastic. And that is money well spent with the number of years you're going to stay. You don't even need to really worry about what the payback would be from that because there's a payback each and every month because the effective cost of rent for what you're creating is so low it's so much better than it would be going out and trying to rent somewhere else and you have something that becomes potentially attractive that you can market as an uh, in-law suite yes that's exactly it so i would not be so nervous about it. You know, if you told me you were going to move in the next couple of years, I'd be nervous. But okay. with the idea of, of the ownership cycle, I would feel absolutely great about doing this. Great. But I Thank want to talk so about much. the home equity line. Yes. Home equity lines have floating interest rates. Yes. And I'm very worried about that is we're in an era where interest rates are rising. Yes. How many years do you think it'll take you to pay off the 80000 Well, we have to, up to 10 years only, and, and we would like to be able to pay it off as much as we can, as soon as we can, because our main mortgage is, was only 15 years. So I would not want to go more than 10 years. Yeah, but 10 years with floating rates makes me very nervous, and you said this is at a credit union. Yes. Will you go back to the loan officer at the credit union and see if they do also fixed rate 10-year home equity loans? I think there was a reason why we couldn't do it. I actually checked into that, but I, there was a reason and I could not remember why. I don't know whether it has to do with the tax code, the new tax code and the limit or something like that. I can't remember but I can ask. I can ask. Yeah, because, but, but because I know the, risk of being, the risk of being in a floating rate yeah. does make me uncomfortable. And so there is a real benefit to you being in a fixed rate home equity loan instead of a floating rate home equity line of credit. Yes, yes, I understand. And I, I knew there was a reason, but I just can't remember what it was, that why, why we couldn't get it. Well, it I may involve you asking at another credit union as well to see if you can do that, because that would be preferable. But the bang for your dollar on that, two bedrooms, two baths, a family room, and a kitchen, uh, gosh, it's like a whole house for $80,000. That is a bargain. And potentially rental income for a future buyer down the road, renting that out to someone else. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. 
Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just moments ago, we were talking with Robert, who was quite frustrated as a longtime Vanguard investor about being told he needed to pay significant fees for any advice. And Robert, you're already back with us on the Clark Howard Show. How are you doing? Okay, fine. So, Robert, it looks like the key thing you told me in your call is that you have been saving a lot of money over the years, and now we're at a position where you have more than a million dollars with Vanguard, which puts you in rarefied air. Well, it's, it's the only retirement I'll have. I don't have a pension, so. Well, they have, for you, flagship services. I've used a flagship service, and you get to talk with uh, someone who's knowledgeable about Vanguard products, that they won't make specific investment recommendations. Actually, I'm reading right now from the latest information, and it says the certified financial planner uh, can advise you with specific investment questions and provide ongoing advisory and portfolio management services, and it's free for you. I, I've, uh, I read that also, but I would just have to report on my single experience that that's exactly not what they told me. And you were talking with the special uh, flagship representative you're assigned to? Uh, my flagship representative getting my annual portfolio review and talking with the registered financial advisor. And they told me if I wanted specific advice about how much to put in which, which Vanguard uh, fund, I would have to pay for that. Okay, so that makes no sense at all. And, you know, Vanguard, as I addressed back in October, Vanguard has had, because of the massive increase in size they've had over the last few years, they've had a lot of new employees, a lot of uh, customer complaints with customer no service, which pains me to say about Vanguard. So uh, we will talk to them. And we'll put you on the air a third time if it turns out that you no longer have access to free advice for portfolio management at that price level. Because it's clear as could be what you and I are reading, and I will definitely get you that answer, okay? All right. Thanks, Clark. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.